inspiration would come because there's already a whole bunch of stuff that's there in my walk with the Lord and things that are churning in my spirit, stuff like that. So if I just give it space and give it opportunity, um, I'd find that even if I wasn't inspired when I started, things would end up staring up and I, I could end up creating something and making something. Welcome back to Art Vance, guys. So you just heard a little teaser of what's yet to come for this podcast episode. I interviewed Tiernus Pretorius, who is songwriter, worship leader, husband, father, son of God, and a pastor. An artist who's a pastor. How good's that? And uh, yeah, he really conveys this deep, relaxed place of relationship with God in this episode. The stories that he shares, I believe they're going to equip you and your own creative journey as an artist. And also help you to capture a bit of the freedom that God actually has given us as creatives. Sometimes we can see ourselves through the wrong lens and see the Father in the wrong way. So I really hope this blesses you. Okay, guys, welcome back to a brand new episode and season of Art Vance. It's so good to have you guys on listening right now, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Today we have on the podcast, Tiernus Pretorius. Is not just my pastor, but he's a gifted songwriter, a talented musician, a worship leader. He's the pastor of Grace House in Logan. He has a beautiful family, and it's so good to have you on the show, Tiernus. Thanks so much, brother. Awesome to be here. Should be fun. Yeah, I reckon there's probably a few people who listen to the podcast who know who you are. But could you give us a little bit of uh, background on who is Tiernus Pretorius? What's happening in your world? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I am a South African. Um, was born in South Africa, moved in when I was nine, living in Australia since then. So I just tell people, I often tell people that even though I'm South African, I'm probably more Aussie than I am South African. Um, but the but the name doesn't really help. The name TNS TNS Derkse Pretorius. Um, um, but yeah, <laughs> I have to hear that again in slow motion. You can take us <laughs> yeah. through that like slowly. The trick for remembering my first name is just think of a crying tear and then add this to the end. But yeah, other than other than um, getting over the speed bump of my name, um, I am married um, to Jesse. We've been married for um, just kind of 10 years now. I've got three kids, um, they're eight, six, and three. Um, a pastor at Grace House, like you mentioned, um, been there at Grace House for three years and been pastoring for almost about 10 as well. And um, yeah. Love worship ministry, love um, singing, songwriting. Before I actually ended up pastoring, I, I actually all I wanted to do was be a worship pastor. And um, and when I went off to Bible college, they told me that that's not a, a role that's in New Testament church. So I should rethink what I want to do. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'll just guess I'll just be a pastor then and not a worship pastor. Obviously, my theology and stuff has expanded since then. Um, that. I definitely believe worship pastoring is a valid role in the church. Um, but that's actually what I wanted to do at the start before ended up and ending up as a pastor. So mm. yeah, it's a bit of a snapshot for me. With songwriting, that's one of the things that really, um, really got my attention because when we first joined Grace House, I, it was like a single of yours would come out every every six months or something, and I was just loving those singles. And you've got an album as well, obviously. Um, but yeah, where did the songwriting gift kind of begin to emerge? When did that creative outlet become a become a thing in Tiernis's life? Songwriting started quite early for me. Like even in primary school, I would 
I just loved writing ditties, like making up little songs on the spot. And um, I didn't realize it at the time, but I, I guess I could quite easily flow in it and just um, make things up. When I when I got to high school, sort of like um, would take songs that already existed. It's like I'd take worship songs that already existed and I just add verses to them or, you know, write an extra chorus or things like that and just, just, just muck around. Um, but yeah, I'd say, I'd say grade, grade 11 is really when it probably kicked off for me. Um, a couple of things all sort of like collided at once that really uh, put fuel to the fire. Um, one was that I just, I think for the first time really got captivated by the Lord and, um, just felt like he was stirring my heart with affection for him. And that was sort of like just searching for ways to express itself. Um, and then also one of my best friends at the time, um, he's a really gifted musician and, um, and his older brother was producing worship albums. Um, and so, you know, as the younger brother, he sort of started writing as well. And me being one of his uh, like best mates, sort of got sucked into that as well. And so we would just get together and try write songs. And we'd um, pull out Audacity um, was the, the recording thing we used at the time. And with like our Skype microphones, we'd try and record stuff and <laughs> try, try and put songs together. Um, yeah, but that's sort of where it really kicked off from in grade 11. And then um, I think from that point onwards, um, it would sort of just come in waves, different seasons. I would spend more time on it um but yeah i guess the more i wrote and i started seeing that oh it was blessing people and people were connecting with the lord through songs i was writing i think that's when it really solidified for me that i think this is probably something that god wants me to keep doing for his church moving forward that Mm. it's something that comes quite easily for me and quite like naturally just from my time in the lord um it blessed people um and so this is probably something that God wants me to like prioritize and nurture and do something with. Like with worship leadership, I, I kind of see it like hospitality. It's like you, you, you get to set the table for people and they get to have a taste of the Lord, you know, taste and see that the Lord is good. And so often, like, you know, I know that I experienced that with your music and, and I've had other people come up to me and say that about you know, songs when I've sung them and things like that. It's like they get to di- just taste a different aspect to who the Lord is and connect with who they already know him to be or connect with a new facet of his nature that they haven't encountered before. So that gift yeah. of worship leading is like like a gift of hospitality. Um, yeah. It's firstly our ministry yeah. to the Lord, but then it's our ministry to people that we're facilitating their encountering him. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's those early days, I think, what really got me excited about it because I would, you know, just go sit on the piano um, at home until, you know, late hours in, in the evening, keeping my, my poor parents awake. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I would sort of just sit there and just worship and try and enjoy the Lord and bless him. And in, in, in that space, that's where the melodies would come up, the rest would come up, and I'd try and pen things. So it was first thing, I was just enjoying him. Then after, I was like, oh, I might show a friend or, you know, I'm going to pull this out the prayer meeting or something like that. And mm. then seeing other people be able to like channel it and connect with the Lord through it as well. Like that's why I really started opening up and realizing, oh, wow, this is, this is something really cool. Like this is something that the spirit can really use. Um, 
Yeah. I love, I'm a big dreamer. So I love dreaming different futures and how the church could look different, how we could do things better. And yeah, Judson, my eight-year-old is just so gifted in this stuff and he's already totally schooling me. Oh, so that's amazing. Super embarrassing here at home. <laughs> <laughs> I can't build anything from Ikea. Me as the person who assembles things and um, yeah, and she's like the, she's that's more awesome. of the handyman person in the marriage, which is uh, pretty all funny. Right, it's, right. it's vulnerable and it's exposing and um, yeah. yeah, it's just how we're wired, right? You know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so you shared, so, yeah. shared a bit of your process for, for creativity. You shared a little bit of the process of what goes into the backstory when you're writing songs and so much of it, what mm. you just mentioned was it's just when I'm, I'm with the Lord, when I'm just ministering to him and he's ministering to me and I'm getting wrecked and, um, and then obviously taking that and stewarding that for someone else's benefit, like at a prayer meeting and things like that. Um, is, is there yeah. any other techniques that you found useful? Like, have you ever sat down and just written a song? Cause you feel like reading, writing a song, even if you don't have an idea, do you sit down and go, actually, I'm going to, you know, I, I had an interview with Brian Dirksen recently and he says, I set myself an appointment every Friday at 9am to sit down at the piano and write. Um, and I thought that was really profound because I, yeah. in the past, it's like, for me, well, it's just, if I feel something, I'll do something. But um, do you have any techniques or routines that you kind of have set up to, to keep writing and stay creative in that sense? Yeah. 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 I'd say, I'd say definitely most of, most of my writing comes from, like it's inspiration in the moment just because it's not my main focus um, in life but I've had seasons where I've been really focused on writing and um, in those seasons I'd sort of set myself a target where I'd be like I really want to write um, you know two songs this week um, or um, there was one stage where I was like doing my devotions through the Psalms and I would set myself a goal of writing a song based on a psalm like once a week um wow yeah things things like that so and I, and I found that was incredibly helpful like if i could just get myself sitting down and engaging in it and being being intentional inspiration would come um because there's already a whole bunch of stuff that's there in my walk with the lord and things that are churning in my spirit stuff like that so if i just give it space and give it opportunity um i'd find that even if i wasn't inspired when i started things would end up staring up and I, I could end up creating something and making something. Was that, was that reflective of a season you were currently in where you felt like you were just really relating to the Psalms of David or Moses or whoever the Psalms were? were you, was there a particular season that kind of reflected that process for you? Totally. Yeah. So I had um, gone through a pretty rough patch like three, three years ago with this, um, some drama at church and long story short there was a split and so there was a lot of heartache and pain and um just a lot of mess involved in it and yeah i sort of just ran to the psalms to try and um cling to um what i see in the psalmist as they pour out their heart before god and mm. and the, like the beauty of the psalms is that you have like the full like rainbow of expressions um yeah of like the journeys of the Christian life there in the Psalms. So there's like moments where, you know, the Psalmist could cry out like, God, where are you? Do you not care? Do you hate me? And like there's moments of like anger towards God and towards people. Um, 
but then there's also just like incredible tenderness and intimacy and and so yeah I was really I really ran there because I needed that sort of trellis to assist me in that in that time in my in my devotional life and just Mm. use it as like avenues to express my own heart to the Lord and and help me to find some words um yeah yeah so definitely that's yeah that's 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 why I did that in that season and um mm. yeah and it I loved it it was some of some of the, my most favorite things that I've written I haven't actually recorded any of them but some of my most favorite things that I've written actually came out of that time yeah. um yeah Wow. Well, I hope we get to hear it in the future because um, yeah. the stuff you've put out so far is just amazing. So um, that's a, that's amazing, man. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. So in, in specific seasons, they will always call us to go sometimes through a different process or just go deep in, deeper in a process that we already use. Um, you know, I really relate to what you said there. That was amazing. Um, now, with this podcast being about celebrating the worship aspect of God's signature on art and creativity, what would be your word or your vision or your wisdom, encouragement to creatives as they're wanting to risk more? They're wanting to take, you know, their gift, not just their gift, but their life of worship to a new level, whether it's through songwriting or visual art or, or writing for screen or writing fiction or whatever it may be what is a piece of wisdom that you've learned along the way that you feel would be applicable across all art forms? Yeah, I actually um, love the word risk that you, that you use in that, in that question. Yeah. I've, I've found myself last couple of months, especially thinking a lot about the parable of the, of the uh, talents and how you know, the three guys that are entrusted different amounts of talents, one guy gets five, one guy gets three and one guy gets, gets one. And the, and the King says that he's going to go away for a while. And he entrusts them these talents. And then when he comes back, he finds that the one guy's doubled his five and he's got 10. The other guy's doubled his three and he's got six. And then there's the one guy that, that, that didn't do anything with his talent. And he said that he went and um, buried it or hid it. And um, when the master asks him, like, why did you do that? He says, that I knew you were a harsh master. And, yeah. um, and so he said, I, I just thought I'd play it safe and go and bury, bury my talent. And um, I've been thinking about how that um, last guy that didn't multiply his talent, he was really just um, not willing to take risk. Like he wasn't, he wasn't willing to like to step out there and, and try something and like give it a go. Mm. Um, you know, the, the master says to him, like you could have at least like put it, um, you know, somewhere where you could gain minimal interest on it, but you've mm. gone and done nothing with it like you just hit it you just you just buried it and i was thinking i was thinking i've been thinking a lot about that to do with our, our lives and like the things that, 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 that the lord has entrusted to us like including like create creativity and how um like the lord wants us to give it a go he wants us to, to try things out he wants us to take risks and and, mm. and see what will happen with it and what's so cool about the lord is that he actually isn't a harsh taskmaster like that guy was wrong in his assessment of the master um, misconception like our yeah. totally like our god is like a this beautiful good father that just celebrates like every little detail about who we are and what he's like deposited in us and like he can like for him it is the ultimate joy to see his kids 
like fully thriving and who he's created them to be. Like I think of like Judson that I mentioned, my my eight year old that's super creative and just loves building things. He can sit in the in his room all day long building Lego. And like as a dad, like it makes me so happy to see him just giving it a crack and having a go mm-hmm. and trying new things. And he comes up with the most wild creations. Like just this afternoon, he had built this submarine thing out of Lego that could like transform into an airplane that could also like turn into a life jacket somehow. And like, it's just like this weird thing that he'd come, come up with. But I was, as I was cooking dinner, I was just like, man, this, this is just so cool. It's so awesome seeing him just come up with these wild things and tomorrow it'll be something different again. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's the heart of the father for us. And so mm-hmm. I think quite often we can like cripple ourselves with these like expectations of like, ah, like it has to be up to this standard or has to be perfect. Or like, what are people going to think if it falls short of like whatever standard they have in their heads or stuff like that. We get all these things that like we cripple ourselves with and, um, like comparison. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so it means we're just not willing to, to give it a go. And, um, but I think, yeah, the parable of the talent shows us that what God wants is for us just go for it, take a risk, have some fun. Um, you know, even if, even if all you have is the one talent, maybe you're not the guy with the five talents, like maybe you only have the one. Um, the heart of the father is to see you like, yeah. have fun with what he's entrusted to you. Um, it'll mm. delight his heart so much and he will use it, no doubt. I think what what I heard you like, like you were mentioning the parallel of the talents was highlighted to you in the last mm. little while. And it's funny, it's the same kind of thing that's been really coming up for me um, because what I've noticed with a lot of creatives, especially when you start to venture out of what's normal for, so in the church as normative, we, we have normative arts that appear in the church a lot. So these days it's much more common to see a canvas being painted in a worship service um it's you know it's very common for musicians to be playing once upon a time the drum kit was evil you know the only thing that was allowed was you know an organ or a or a piano and everything else was like oh that's the world's work and and i feel like what the lord's starting to really emphasize is actually all the arts belong to me the art belongs to the lord you know he was he's Mm. he's the creator it all originated in him we've just got to be willing and not intimidated to pick it up and go, actually, I'm going to use this in the presence of the Lord. Um, yeah. and, and so with people like actors or, or screenwriters, people who are really passionate about seeing um, content change in the streaming services that we're consuming as a culture these days, they're, they're wanting to contribute to change, but they don't see how does that fit in the church? And it's like, well, you know, we can all sit in the presence of the Lord with our art form and know mm. that he is going to be speaking to us and influencing what we do with it. Um, but so many of the responses have been, but you know, is the Lord really blessing this? You know, is, I, I feel guilty that I want to do this. And mm-hmm. you know, that kind of religious baggage, I suppose for a lot of them, unless it's the conviction of the spirit saying, no, I don't want you to do this right now, but on a yeah. large scale, I'm not hearing that kind of conviction. I'm hearing, no, like, I love the Lord so much. I don't want to get it wrong and mm-hmm. I don't want to fail. I don't want to yeah. go out and get into that industry or 
whatever and and i let the father down um you know mm. and to quote the skit guys you know well they were never holding me up says the lord you know so they can't let me down um but that that whole aspect of where fear begins to motivate not just our perception of the talents he's given us but our perception of the father himself the pleasure of the lord is is you know to restore beauty and to to um to empower you in what he's gifted you to do and yeah so thank you for sharing that that was so good tennis no all good no all good yeah just, i was i was just gonna say on that point actually that i think like a lot of it has to do with just like such a narrow view of the, of of the kingdom um so we sort of think like you know the father's business is to you know disciple people save souls preach the gospel stuff like that and that that's the stuff where he's really delighted in and then there's the other stuff that like he's okay with it and he's, and he's cool with it and it's good but you know it's not the stuff that he's, he's really all about and um mm. i think that's just such a, a narrow view um because of course god loves like he cares a lot about discipleship and saving souls and all that sort of stuff but his kingdom is so much bigger than that and so as a as this this father that delights in his kids and exactly how he's made us and the things he's entrusted to us um you know he wants to see all the all that diversity like showing up in restoring the earth and blessing people and building up society and shaping culture and um see all of that uh, in its diversity moving the kingdom forward um yeah and so i think that makes that makes a big difference as well in in um i think releasing artists to feel like it's it's good and not just good but like it's right for them to go and to um use what the lord's entrusted to them because it's totally um totally kingdom yeah. and it's a narrative shift and a mindset shift that i think so many of us are going through right now where we're going actually there's a whole bunch of stuff i put out there is less important like you just said and um mm. the lord's like hey grab that yep you've laid it at my feet it's getting purified and all that but i want you to pick it up and and um it's your key it's your key to a city that needs to see me through you yeah um, Totally. You know, so it's it's beautiful. I love that mindset. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've seen whether it's common or not, but just just leaders being able to say, guys, you need to trust what the Holy Spirit's talking to you about. Go for it. Um, be of you know, be of courage. You know, basically, be brave. The Lord's with you. Uh, it's a very powerful thing for so many of the people that are called to some kind of art form and called to lead, called to to sow into to invest themselves into it um and yeah it would just mean the world if you could just pray over them right now that'd be amazing father i just um i thank you that you are so beautiful and um, you're so good and i just thank you so much that your heart burns to see your kids um just be the fullness of um what you've created them to be who you've created them to be i thank you so much that that you delight in um, all the details of who we are and what we carry and um, what you just celebrate these things in us and it causes you so much joy lord to see these things flourish in us and and we just thank you so much for that and i just pray uh, for anyone listening um, 
to this um, podcast, Lord, I ask that these things that you've deposited inside them, I do ask that you would call these things out, Lord, that you would breathe your breath of life upon it, that they would flourish into the fullness of what you've created them to be and called them to be. And I pray that you would give them just a sense of security and confidence, Lord, that um, them using these art forms for your name's sake, or even just for the sake of creating beauty, um, Lord, it is kingdom work. It is part of it is part of restoring the earth. It is part of um, building cultures and healing hearts and um, and just celebrating life. Um, so please just give them that that freedom, give them that sense of release that they can walk in faith. They can walk with their heads held high and, and know that they're walking in, in your favor and, and in your calling. And I do ask just for a, a special anointing Lord to rest upon them, Lord, to see your, 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 your church um, being built up Lord. And for this, um, for this di- diversity of expression, Lord, within your church to rise up and, so just anoint um, these servants of yours, Lord, anoint these artists um, in the same way that you so specifically anointed those that were to build the build the tabernacle, Lord. And so, um, so intentional in resting your spirit upon them for the work that they had to do. I pray that you do the same um, for these artists of yours, Lord. And um, God, I pray that um, we would see your kingdom come and your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven and that all these things lord would just please your heart and put on display um to the watching world just how beautiful you are so lord we just commit these things to you in the mighty name of jesus amen amen so guys you've just been listening to tns pretorius amazing songwriter musician husband father pastor uh, creative himself. Um, Tennis, where can people get a hold of you? Where can they hear your music? Where they, where can they perhaps even hear messages that you've preached? Is there, what can you tell us about where to find you? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the classics are, um, Spotify and Apple music, My music's up on there. So you can go and check it out. Um, and then, um, yeah, if you, if you jump on YouTube, there's some there's some older recordings of me sitting behind a piano singing along from from about you know eight or nine years ago um if you type my Mm -hmm. name you should be able to come across that and um yeah if you type in my name along with grace house the church where i'm at and sermons will pop up and you can tune in for anyone any one of those that are that are up there that's so good that's awesome well thank you so much again for being on the podcast tennis it's been amazing no, thank you. And, and thank you for what you're doing as well, Elliot. I think um, this is so needed you know, to to cultivate you know, the stuff that the God's entrusted and placed in people's hearts. I want to encourage it and call it out and give some guidance to it. I think it's just awesome. So good. Oh, thank you, my friend. Well, yeah. guys, until the next episode, shine bright. Keep going after God's heart for your art form, for the industry itself. It needs you. It needs the facet of God that you carry, the nature of God that you carry. And because you are unique, as we've talked about, there's a diverse expression of God in your life that the world is actually hungering for. So guys, have an amazing week and we'll see you next time on Art Vance.
And just a quick announcement for our Patreon members. If you go to your Patreon membership site, you'll see there's an extra segment for you from this podcast, a song story, a story behind one of Tiennes's songs, Better Than I Thought. So go check that out to our Patreon members. And if you are interested in being a part of our Patreon membership program, uh, it's a great way to connect with us, with myself, and it's also helping to contribute to the advance of Artvance and its reach to the community of artists that we're called to serve in resourcing and empowering them to step into their calling to the arts. So if that's something that interests you, click on the link in this podcast notes in description below, and I look forward to seeing you next time on Artvance.